Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Notable Woman Podcast. Two folks reached out to me right away when I first started looking for guests. One was Boom Shika, who you met in episode four. Check that out if you haven't yet. It's all about meditation. And the other was Rosemarie Wilson, who you'll meet in today's episode. Rosemarie is the boss over at Pragmatica Coaching, and we focus today on overcoming fear and building your self-confidence. Because Rosemarie is so delightful... She put together a guide for you based on this episode. You can go to pragmaticacoaching.com slash welcome to pick that up. And I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. I'll be back at the end of the episode to fill in any gaps. Welcome to the Notable Woman Podcast. I am so excited to introduce Rosemarie Wilson. Rosemarie is the boss at Pragmatica Coaching and is a certified life coach with an extensive background in change management. She is passionate about self-development and coaches people in business, life, sports, and personal development. Please join me in welcoming Rosemarie. Hi, Rosemarie. Thanks for joining me today. Would you love to add anything to your introduction? Hi, Kristen. No, that was a fabulous introduction. Thank you very much. I loved it. Great. Now, how did you first get passionate about coaching? You know, through life, you go through, you know, stuff that when you're younger, you, you recognize that they're not such such great things. You know, I had a bit of a, a tough childhood and all that good stuff, all that stuff that, um, that are, are gifted to us to help us grow stronger. And what I found was that as I was growing up I didn't have anyone to talk to um, well I, you know I probably could have done but I didn't know that I could go and talk to people so I kind of grew up in my teens rather a little bit angry and then I realized mm, anger's not good when you have it all the time or a lot of the time and then I decided that you know I wanted to change I didn't want really wasn't really happy with that and so um, yeah I just went through a process where I started figuring things out for myself personal development growth and um, I just worked through a lot of the stuff that was going on with me and then in my 20s I was like wow I'm really good at this and um, I'd always be the go-to person for my friends who'd come and talk to me about just lots of different things um, I'd be objective the voice of reason no judgment judgment, that sort of stuff. So I was already really helpful. And so I started thinking about, well, how could I, what could I do with this um, and really, really help people? And around about the year 2000 or so, I I heard about coaching and um, I was like, oh, what is this? So I went along to a few introductory events and I thought, oh, wow, yeah, I like this. This is great because it's all about moving forward and not dwelling on your past. You know, some of the stuff comes up in the past, but it is about moving forward. And I I got really excited about it. And I thought, I figured out, oh, I could use this to really help myself and others. Um, But I was in a, um, I used to work for corporates. I was in a serious job, as my mum would call it. Very sensible, I was, because I was always taught the value of um, having a career and and having money to to back you up so you're never poor, et cetera, et cetera. So I just didn't feel that I could walk away from my nine to five. About three, three and a half years ago, there was a series of things that had happened, started happening, and they were like um, my warning, not my warning, my um, wake up, wake up call is what I want to call it. And I just became so passionate about my own self-awakening and change that I decided to to get into it fully. And that's that's how I got into coaching. Love it. So what did the process like? Did you uh, are certified, so 
did you do that after you had this awakening, get that certification and how'd that work? I did. I, I because every year I, I kind of write my goals um, and every year it was get fitter, get healthier, train to be a coach. And every year, I, you know, I go back to all my notes and this was going on for, it was literally going on for like 10 to 12 years. It was never the right time. So when I had my few awakening moments, I decided to look into coaching courses. And, but at that time I was, I was so kind of fed up with, with what I was doing and, and I just wasn't engaged as much anymore. I was very good at it, just not engaged anymore. So I looked up for some coaching courses and I went to, I went along to one and I took my first course was NLP, which I think is absolutely amazing. I was like, wow, this stuff's brilliant. It can change your life in like seconds, minutes, you know, hours. Um, and then I, my second course was because NLP is great, but I also, there's a level of, um, practicalities about me and I think coaching and listening and answering questions is also brilliant so I um, went along to a practitioner coaching diploma life coaching course so then I had the two skills together I had my um, diploma in uh, life coaching and I had my practitioner certificate for NLP and I also did something called psychometric profiling which sounds quite heavy but uh, you use that to determine different preference types so I don't know if you've heard of uh, Myers-Briggs but it's something very similar to that so though with the armed with those three certificates that I did over the course of uh, two and a half years, I started coaching. Um, well, I was coaching actually during the, during the time, so I had to build up my hours anyway to get them um, to get through the certification process. So yeah, that's how I arrived where I am today. Excellent. And can you give us a little more background on that move from your corporate job to running your own business? Uh, I imagine that perhaps your mom was a little stressed about it. Yeah, I chose what, what I told her. I had to drip feed her the information. She was a little bit stressed about, um, she's got this thing that I, she, she believes that I take on other people's problems and that I'm going to, my life is going to suffer as a result of that. And she doesn't, she forgets that I'm actually very strong. She knows I'm a very, very strong person, but she does forget that. I had built up uh, good, good, good background. I'd had, I'd been running my own business in um, as a contractor in London, working, uh, implementing financial systems. Let's call it. My background is in finance, and I was helping supporting an um, implementation of finance, financial systems in the corporate world. And um, so I did a few projects, and there were a few things that just kept happening. And you know, my calling to the to the coaching world was, was just there. And this particular project that I was working on, it, a couple of things happened. And I, I was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm just I'm just lying to myself that I want to be here in this in this world. So I gave up, um, you know, gave my notice and, and quit the, the corporate world. But I didn't have a plan. So I don't recommend this for everybody. I had um, reserves. I had, uh, you know, I've got a quite sensible with money. So I wasn't worried about the financial aspect. And I, but I was also very grounded in myself. And I felt very strong within myself that I could make this work. So off I go on a, on a whim and a prayer and um, left the corporate world and um, haven't really looked back and um, not missing it at all. I started my, my coaching journey and that's amazing. So I, I, you know, I, as well as coaching individuals, I'm moving on to, I want to speak at events and run, you know, I do run some webinars as well. And I love to write as well. Now, when you and I were talking about one topic that gets you really fired up, we started talking about building self-confidence and moving beyond fear. Now, how did that become a passion for you? So my, my, my thing is that 
everything we do in life is based on our beliefs. You know, what gets you up out of bed in the morning, what gets you to go to work, your beliefs and your values. And I come across so many people, they, they tell me, oh, they're struggling with their career or their relationships or something in their life. And when I start talking with them, it comes down to how they believe, what they believe about themselves and therefore which affects their level of self-confidence and, you know, what they feel confident about themselves to achieve. And I just thought, God, this is this is just, it's not right. You know, I, I, I want to help everybody. I love you all. I want to I want to get you to where you want to go so that you don't, um, you're not worried about your confidence levels, that you just you just plow through it and, and get on with what you want to do. And, you know, confidence, your level of confidence also. Fear, fear has, a, a, has an, a, an amazing, emotional fear has such an impact on your confidence level levels. You know, we, we fear everything. We, we worry about being right. We worry about being wrong. We worry about we're not good enough. We're worried about what's going to happen next week. Have I got enough money? You know, all this stuff, um, this fear affects our, our confidence. And I just think, well, if, if I can help people just to, to look beyond that and see that they can remove the fear or move beyond the fear, keep the fear if you want to live, but live through it, you know, whatever it is, if the fear that drives you, but just see that as a consequence of the fear that you have in your life, that is actually what's stopping you from from being confident in your own abilities and what you can get out of life. So, you know, I just kept coming across, and I, you know, my girlfriends, people I knew at work, my colleagues, my, my staff that I had. You can just hear the language that, of, you know, the, the lacking in confidence. And I thought, yes, that's what I want to do. That's that's who I want to drive to, to help, strive to help and, and, and drive forward. So that's how I got excited about creating and, and building building confidence. That is absolutely amazing. I think I really resonate with that because I see it in myself. I can see times where when it comes down to it, I'm really afraid and that's causing my anxiety. It's causing my stress. It's maybe causing me to act out in my relationships, uh, which, you know, causes people to think that I'm grumpy. And I really do think that that's really important. And I know I see a lot of, I have a lot of friends and colleagues, same thing. They have this fear. I see it a lot actually starting to cause physical effect now that I'm, you know, of an older age and not that it didn't when I was younger, but now I really see it in people having, you know, digestive issues that really come down to stress, you know, different physical ailments where they end up in the hospital. And it really comes down to just the fact that they are afraid, afraid of losing their jobs, afraid of not having their mo enough money, afraid that their partner is not in, as in love with them as they are. Uh, so I think that's all really powerful stuff. What would be ways that people can identify that fear is really holding them back? A language, I'd probably say language. I'd really love to, but that's one thing. Oh, I could never. Oh, I don't feel strong enough. This is either your internal dialogue, which you, you don't speak to others about, or you actually say it out loud. You're quite proud of it, in fact, because you don't realize it's actually your fear. Other ways are you get anxious, you worry, you get stressed regularly. You're, you're, you're one of the first things you say is, I'm so stressed. I'm so tired. Oh, I'm really, I feel really nervous. Oh, I don't feel great today. That kind of language is, 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 um, well, it's, it's fear. Um, manifesting itself as in, in your emotions through your, your emotional beha behavior and all these kind of this negative self-talk this negative language is actually um, a ruse for you know for fear to be there and um, and you, you don't you won't recognize it you know maybe you haven't done a lot of work on yourself you haven't read some of those great self-help books out there but well, you don't just don't you haven't held up that mirror and said, well, I'm actually really frightened. Um, and then once you start to realize that you recognize it and you are you acknowledge it, 
then you're in a position to say, well, what can I do about it? But without first recognize, or first awareness, I think is the, is the right word. First be aware that you are living with fear in your life and that you're struggling with things that are not helping you and therefore they're affecting your confidence levels. So um, yeah, that's, that's the first thing, awareness. So if someone started to realize that they were using this sort of language, that they were saying, I'm so stressed, I'm so tired, uh, I would love to do this thing, but I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't think my partner would let me, any of those sort of things. Now, what would be the next step for them to start moving beyond that fear? So the first thing I'd say, desire. Do you actually want to have change? Do you want to live a more positive a life of a more positive mindset? If the answer to that is yes... That's fabulous. Even if it's a small yes, even if it's a, on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, how much did you die? 10 being high. The fact that you've said yes and it's a one is just great. So you want something different. So that's your first thing. So the second thing is if you've got multiple things you're afraid of, just choose one. If you're anxious about stuff, start to use different language. So start to use more positive language. And even if you don't feel it, just start to use it. Start to do things that allow you to be just more positive about yourself or about the situation that you're afraid of. So change your language, change what you're thinking. So literally, if you're thinking, I'm so worried about next week when my money's going to be out of the bank, you say, you say something like, well, I know next week is coming and I'll have less resources, but I know I have a job and that I will have money coming in. I still have money to come in. I'm blessed and I'm grateful for that. That's just reframing what you're thinking into much more positive terms. And just keep doing that. Even if it's every day you repeat the same thing that's positive and repeat it until you feel it, until you actually believe it. Change your language. That's the first thing. Change your thoughts, change your language. That's that's the first thing. And so some people will say, oh, well, it's easy for you to say, or, you know, I didn't arrive here today just saying this this stuff. It's actually stuff that I've used that's worked worked for me, um, things that I've, I've struggled with myself. And I'm like, well, actually, I, I don't want to live like this. I want to live in a positive space in a as Tony Robbins calls it, a beautiful state. So I choose, I don't get angry about stuff. You know, I'm human, things might get me. And I'm like, once I recognize it's, it's making me angry, then I say, well, what's a different emotion that I could feel right now? And I move on to that. That's more positive. So I choose not to, um, I acknowledge the anger, but I choose not to hang on to it. So people out there, just just change your, your the first thing, your thoughts, and therefore your, your language or change your language and incorporate, you know, your thoughts with that. It's something I've started to do as well. So I'm a relatively new mom. My son is 15 months old and they tell you what it will do to your life. It's not yours anymore. Your time is not yours. But as a person that doesn't have a child, that all sounds really negative and you can't quite believe it. And it is all very true. I could be up late working on a project and if he wakes up, it is his time, even if it is 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. like last night. And uh, and so I, I found that uh, I always knew that I was a control freak, but losing that control over my time, it really did affect me. And it took me a while to get into what positive language would do for me. But since I've implemented it, it's been really huge. So instead of coming at everything from a negative place or I'm not getting to do this thing right now, I say, look, I get to spend this extra hour with my son just from, you know, 3 to 4 a.m. That's cool. We'll hang out in the kitchen and look out the window. That's beautiful. It ends up being really nice instead of being, you know, I'm going to be tireder in the morning and need six more cups of coffee or grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. 
yeah, reframe the thought so that it is actually more positive. And, you know, there's so many people out there that, that can't have children, they're not blessed to have children. And, you know, you have, there's so many other ways you can choose. I, look, I get to work for myself. I get to do this stuff. I get to spend, like you said, spend some extra time with my son. You know, I'm going to be tired in the morning, but hey, look at that. I've had this great time and I, you can't take those, those memories away from me. It does really, really help. And I, and I think in some ways we're programmed to think about things negatively. And it's, it's a game changer to think about it in a positive light. So this is a, this is a great thing for me that I, I heard. Um, as human beings, we, we love to, um, to, to walk on the path of least resistance. So, you know, you're saying that we're kind of programmed to be negative. Well, actually, we're not. We, we're actually, we were programmed to be beautiful human beings and giving love. What's happened, we've walked down this path of negativity for so long. The path is so clear and it's easy to walk down there. So we keep following this path, path of least resistance, which is the, the, the negative path, because it, you know, it's all worn away because we've been chipping at it for so long. You know, if, I don't know if you've heard the phrase misery loves company. You know, you sit down with a group of women or men and they're going to gossip and they're going to negative and they're all feeding each other and it's fueling. But if you get to, you know, you start hacking away at this new path, this positive path to begin with, it's going to take hard work because it's overgrown. You start laying your new, your new path down this, this you know, positive path. And um, things will start to come more easily. It doesn't become such hard work. It becomes second nature. And then you'll attract things that are more positive and less fearful and, you know, less negativity, less negative gossip and some just some beautiful things that you'll start to attract and see. That reminds me of an article that I read that I will put in the show notes about, I think I saw it maybe a year ago now, but it was a research study they did about complaining about work or something like that. And that, you know, you feel like if you complain to your colleagues about work that it's helping relieve some of the stress or whatever. But what it actually does is breed more negativity. So instead of it making you feel better, you actually feel worse. So maybe you're unhappy with the situation, something that's happening to you. But by complaining about it, you are making it you know, exponentially worse for yourself. So when I read that, I said, wow, I really need to bring this into my life. You're not getting it off your chest. You're actually weighing yourself down more. Exactly. And, and uh, there's that thing about um, whatever you give energy to, it grows. So if you give energy to something negative, that is going to grow. If you give energy to something positive, that's going to grow. Both of them will grow exponentially. So you just, you, you choose, you decide. If you say, oh, I want to be grumpy and I want to moan with my colleagues and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what's going to happen. And then you're going to get all the negative colleagues coming back to you and telling you about their stresses and their strain. Whereas if you turn it around and you're at the coffee machine and you say, well, actually, I can see those guys talking about their stresses and strains. I'm either going to go over to that coffee area and talk about something positive or I'm just going to leave them to it. And I'm going to find some other way to deal with what's going on in my life. So um, they're all they're all beautiful. Uh, it's all about changing your perspective as well. Now, say someone they've identified their language and their thoughts. They understand that they have fear. They're working on changing their language, working on t- changing their thoughts. Now, what about the building self confidence part of it? How can they focus on that? There's different levels of confidence. Obviously, if you're scared of jumping out a plane of a plane, that's a physical thing. That's a physical level of confidence. If you've got if you're scared of talking to someone or being in social situations that's kind of more of an emotional fear or emotional level of self-confidence so what I um, generally say is the, the more you do something the better you get at it so the first thought for um, someone who's struggling with their confidence when they think about this thing that they have to do or 
um, you know, they might have to do something, I don't know, public speaking or um, go, going to a social event. The first thing they do is they visualize, I don't like it, it's all going to go horribly wrong and it's going to be a mess, so I'm not going to do it. That's, a, that's what people do generally, and, and you can probably apply this to a lot, many things. So what you've actually done is create this, this, um, this outcome of an event. If you were to stand back and say, well, right, I need to go to this party. I'm absolutely really scared of social events. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask my friend Susan to come with me, and I'm going to ask her to stand by me, and we're going to go in, and uh, you know, and I'm, what I might be able to do is say, you stand over there for 10 minutes on your own and I'm going to stand here on my own talking to people because I am actually scared of doing this. So you're in the situation, you're really scared, but you're actually doing it. That's the first thing. And most people will probably listen to this and go, oh, I, I couldn't possibly do that. Oh, no, no. But you just have to say, I want something different. If you, if you agree that you want something different, put yourself in that situation. And I call it there's um, perform repeat improve grow perform repeat improve grow perform it's not a great acronym it's prig and i think prig is actually quite a rude word so um it's not great but it makes you remember it right definitely keep keep going <laughs> perform repeat improve grow just do it and the first time is the worst so if you need to develop your confidence you know don't run away from the very thing this is where the fear comes this is where moving beyond fear you perform the very task or the very thing that you are scared of or that you're not you're worried about or you don't feel very confident about. You perform that that thing and the first time is worse. You know, we, we couldn't walk when we were born. We couldn't ride bikes. We couldn't drive cars. It was all hard to begin with. I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to do this. How many times do I have to take my breath? Keep going and you've, you've done it. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, you know, when you were a kid, oh, wow, I'm walking. Wow, I'm riding a bike. Wow. And it sounds a bit flippant, but that is, if you just... Take it down to the basics of performance and just keep going. You will get much better at whatever it is you're worried about and grow your self-confidence. I think that's a good way to describe it because, again, for me, I have a young son and it's amazing to watch him. He falls in the most epic ways that I just can't imagine that he is going to not cry or be devastated or be afraid of whatever it is. And he is totally fine. He said, oh, okay, that attempt at trying to climb the dog didn't work, but I'm going to give it another go. And he just does. And I, I try to bring that into my life that, that it's just about losing the fear and giving it a try. And that he went from crawling to walking in a heartbeat. And now he pivots and runs and speeds up and slows down and absolutely no fear no. he doesn't think he can't do it anything he tries he's oh i can do this i can do this and if he doesn't he immediately forgets about it oh I'm, i can do it again and he does that's what happens as adults we introduce all this this stuff um and we build it up over the years and it becomes bigger and worse and greater and, and then you know we don't go on on rides anymore because we're scared of heights we don't do this you know and 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 it's amazing it's just going back to to um yeah just kind of remembering what what you what you first um remember the time a time when you couldn't do x and now all of a sudden you're proficient at it and amazing at it and just kind of keep that attitude with it and, and for forge ahead so I imagine as we talk about self-confidence, that mindset has a lot to play into it. Can you speak to that a bit? Yeah, sure. That's, um, that's a great um, way to bring that up. Your, your mindset and your mindset is your power. Your mindset, the way you think, gives, gives you your daily power, your future power, your daily power. If you've got your mindset says, I, I can't do something. One of the, the, the quote that I really, really love, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. 
So that's Henry Ford. And I love that because what it speaks to your mindset. So if I think I can't do something um, and, you, you know, your mindset is how you think, then obviously what do you think is going to happen? You're going to go and look for evidence that I can't actually do something. So already you're saying, I, I don't think I can do that. You're already setting yourself up for failure. What you can say to yourself is, oh, if you say, I think I can do something. So you've got a different mindset from the outset. You've got a determined, positive mindset. You say, I'm going to try to do this. Let me find ways how I can instead of reasons why I can't. So you've already got the right mindset. I can do this. Um, And when when the, the I can't comes up, you say, well, actually, today we're not entertaining you can't. We're entertaining can. So you already start that. You know, your body language already will already be different. You don't yet know how you can, but you know that it's a possibility. So you're creating that possibility for yourself rather than denying yourself and saying that it's not it's something that's not possible. So that's a great one. I think that's a great such a great phrase to to speak to your mindset about how you can how you can develop a well a more positive mindset to help you to build your confidence and grow in whatever it is that you're you're worried about or, or not sure about unsure about. So you can also build up your self beliefs as well. What what you what you believe about yourself to be possible. Are you a believer at all in uh, daily mantras or phrases to repeat to yourself? I am. I believe I'm. Um, and this is this is the more I the more I grow, the more things I just look for things that give me bring bring me strength and positivity of my mind. You know, I I already have a strong mind, but I'm like it can be even stronger. It can be even better. So I'm, I'm more driving force for that. So I I have my own. Um, I've actually created a positive mantra for myself. I don't use it daily. But I do believe that affirmations of positive mindset and behavior will help you. But you have to, I think, believe it and own it. Believe in the reasons why you're doing it, that you're actually behind it and that you want to be positive. So I think affirmations, you know, there's what's that great one? Every day in every way, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting better, something like that. I think that's a brilliant one. And if you repeat that and you put yourself into the kind of physicality of that, that statement so you stand up straight your chin's up your you actually feel strong and you say that out loud rather than every day you know having slumped shoulders and so I do believe that especially when you're trying to grow for yourself grow your mind grow your you know your strength and your capabilities affirmations positive mantras um just daily positive sayings anything that works for you I think is, is wonderful and ultimately keep in mind where you're going and what you're trying to achieve and that you're trying to achieve a better lifestyle, a better life for yourself, better mindset for yourself. So keep that in mind. And I think using you know daily positive affirmations are fantastic. I'm working on one and I haven't succeeded yet. And it's I'm excited to get up in the morning. I know that doesn't sound really exciting, but I cannot get up in the morning. I am a night owl, but obviously with the young son, I have to switch my habit and it's been really difficult. So I've been trying the I'm excited to wake up in the morning and I try to think about all the really great things I'm going to get to do and it has not worked so far every time my alarm goes off I say I hate everything I want to sleep (laughs) so do you have any suggestions for little old me I've got a great suggestion for this because that is just me I used to be the most you know I loved going to bed like 12 o'clock one o'clock two o'clock then my alarm would go off especially when I was in the corporate world and I would groan and moan and so anyway 
obviously uh, you've you've got a son, so you've had to um, change your times. But I, when I wake up now, before anything happens, so even I, if I wake up and I go, oh, is it that time of the morning? You know, because I'm I'm still human. I just say thank you for having a wonderful night's sleep. I start off my morning with gratitude. I don't say I get out. I don't get out of bed if I stub my toe. I don't say boo. It's going to be a bad day today. I go, well, thank you for having a bed for stop letting, allowing me to stub my toe. And it, and then some people might say, say it sounds contrived or, you know, cliche. But I just believe that you send out positive, uh, your gratitude, attitude of gratitude about every single little thing. You know, your fork, your spoon, your, your table, your food. You know, you have so, we have so much to be grateful for. And we just forget that because we like to go towards the, oh, I'm so grumpy, I'm so miserable, this happened, that happened, that's bad. You know, but attitude of gratitude is always something you can find to be grateful for. That's my number one. Get up in the morning. I am thankful for my great night's sleep. And I'm thankful for the fact that, I, you know, I, I do my exercise in the morning. I'm thankful that I have my health, that I can go exercise. Five, five things that you can be thankful for in the morning. And keep repeating them. Even when you think you don't feel grateful, go through the attitude of gratitude. Excellent. I didn't do that this morning. And we were up overnight. So I was a little grumpier this morning. <laughs> I mean, even when I get up with my son, I think I am so lucky that I was able to have him and uh, he's, you know, happy and healthy and I'm lucky for that. And I am really grateful. It's hard for me as sort of new to this mindset work to keep that in mind and not get grumpy, grumpy, grumps. Perform, repeat, improve, grow. Everything all goes back to the same. I really am going to remember that because it's prig, by the way. <laughs> it's a paradox. We're going with the opposite. It's actually a, it's a fantastic positive acronym. That's how we're using it. Practice, repeat, improve, grow. Even when you don't feel like it, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep at it. Keep at it. And one day you'll wake up and you're not even going to be thinking about it. You're just going to be this wonderful, positive person. And people will think, I was always a morning person. And I'll say, ha, ha. You don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I go to the gym now and people look at me and they go, where do you get that energy from and that smile? And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Yes, it was cultivated through hard work and dedication. <laughs> through being a prig. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. I think I'll remember it because I'll say you don't want to be a prig. So you are going to do this. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. I usually say that I'm a B word. So I will now say don't be a prig. I can own that and channel my inner Brit. <laughs> Excellent. So what's some of the language people might be saying to themselves that would be basically a big billboard saying, hey, hey, this is your fear. So I talk about language and some of the other things that we say, which relates to our, our self-belief. I'm not good enough. I'm a fi I feel like a fraud. What if they realize I'm a fraud? I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I've heard that imposter syndrome. I've heard that so many times. The word fear, I love, uh, there's a couple of acronyms that it's um, false evidence appearing real. Yes, I love that. Heard that one, yeah? Yeah, that's one of my favorites. But I've got a, I've got an even better one. Well, I've, I found this in a book. Um, so it's not, I can't take the credit. It's not my, they're not my words, but I found it. I was like, oh my God, it's brilliant. For, um, forge earnestly ahead regardless. So that is what I, the message I'd want to send so that's moving beyond fear so we we all have fear we're all frightened of doing something and we're all you know ultimately we're not confident about doing things so we tend to shy away from doing them so forge earnestly ahead regardless 
So you feel the fear, you do it with fear, but you're going to say, you know, fear, today, I'm not entertaining you, I'm just going to move beyond you. And that's where my my title from uh, Building Confidence, Moving Beyond Fear came from. That sounds, well, one, perfect. And two, uh, like a great takeaway from uh, this podcast. I kind of love it. You mentioned that people can use past experiences to remind them that they can do this new thing. How can people do that? So one of the one of the things that um, the reason why we're actually not very confident of doing things is because we think we can't do it. So what I tend to do is if you build up um, a picture in your mind of when you were really successful and brilliant at doing something, it makes you feel better. So then when you look back, well, sorry, you look towards this, this new thing that you have to do, you've got this confidence um, behind you, this, this, um, this level of um, strength that can take you towards achieving something new. So I, I call it celebrate your successes. When self-doubt rocks up, tell them this space is already taken by success. You can also say when fear rocks up, tell them this space is already taken by success. Build up your inventory of success stories, stories, times and events that allow you to feel like the awesome person that you are. Use this stock of um, stories when self-doubt shows up. What are your tips for getting started? Be kind to yourself. So so ultimately, um, building your confidence is about building your strength, building your inner strength. So when you're kind to yourself, you're actually being very nice to yourself and that makes you feel stronger. That makes you feel good. It makes you feel positive. So building confidence, building confidence, building your own self-confidence is there's all these tiny little things that nuances that you're inputting into your psyche so that you can, you can feel stronger and more um, confident in your abilities. So all these small things, they're all kind of small input, individual inputs, let's say, to being stronger. So be kind to yourself. I got, always put your life vest on first, and this will help you to be better equipped to help yourself first and then others. So, you, you know, ultimately your aim is to, um, you know, look after yourself, be kind to yourself. The things that some of us do to ourselves, we would not do them to other people. We wouldn't even think about doing them to someone else. So why on earth would you do that to yourself? It's not fair. So first, be kind to yourself. If you're not sure, just ask yourself, at this moment in time, am I being kind to myself? Am I being graciously kind to myself? If the answer is no, if you can't figure it out, say, would you do this to someone else? If the answer is no, then change it up. Change up the record. Lady, I think that is the quote of the episode. I love that. I think that that is so true, that people... People are not kind to themselves and they do things to themselves they would never, ever do to anyone else. And that's just so cruel. We can be so cruel to ourselves. And so what great advice. I love it. What is the biggest assumption people make about you? So um, I am a, um, an extremely intelligent uh, individual, um, but I like to wear hoodies, you, you know. <laughs> You know, you know hoodies, right? Hoodies, and I sometimes I like to wear um, loose-fitting trousers. So I walk down the road, and I um, I, I I probably look like a, a young boy, and sometimes I wear a baseball cap. So very often I get the assumption that I'm. I don't have perhaps a job. Um, I'm just wandering around the streets aimlessly. <laughs> and it's the strangest thing. Or I'm, I might be a shoplifter. And I, f- I find it quite funny um, because, you know, I've, I, you know, I've been followed around shops and stuff. And, and it's just because of the way I look. And then I'll go into the same shop the next day. I have some killer heels, beautiful dresses, um, you know, lovely clothes. Uh, just go out, go into the same shop. 
and the attitude would be completely different. It's quite funny. And I do like to stand outside of myself and watch what happens when, when this is all, all going on. I think that people are going to be really surprised at that response because you have this absolutely wonderful British voice. And so everyone's going to say, ah, oh, you sound so great. I just want you to talk to me all the time. And then to hear that you get followed around <laughs> shops just because you happen to, you know, wear a hoodie and loose pants and a baseball cap. It's it's ludicrous to, to imagine that. But I, I totally hear you. I know a lot of people that have that same problem. You would hope that Mark Zuckerberg with his hoodie thing would have broken the stigma around them. But there still is a lot of you wear a hoodie, you're a slob, you don't have a job instead of yeah. you just like to be comfortable and maybe your ears will get cold. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the things that I think about, um, about the dangers of profiling. And we all do it. And it's judgment. We all do it. We see someone or something and we assume something. But the important thing is to do, say, your mind does it. Don't take it any further. Just leave it there. Don't make any assumptions. When you're talking to someone, ask them questions about themselves. Find out the true real, you know, the, the truth about that person. Don't just make assumptions that they're, they're not worthy or they're this or they're, they're X, Y. You know, that's, that's, um, that's the dangers of profiling. I, I, I see it all the time. Now, what would be the biggest takeaway you would want people to get from this podcast ultimately it's the the the, the greatest thing is um everybody struggles with self-confidence at, at, or has done at some point in their life that's that's the, the biggest thing to, the, the, uh, the biggest awareness and the, the first thing is recognize that you can have some control over w- what's happening what you're what you're um, not feeling very confident about recognizing that you are able to change your mindset, create a more positive mindset so that you are able to forge on past the um, the fear or, of, of, or the lack of confidence or lack of self-belief, lack of self-confidence, and then get to where you want to be on the other side. Amazing. Now, do you have a book that you would love to recommend to the Notable Woman audience? I don't have a book. I, um, I've got some blog posts, but not, uh, no, no book. Uh, no book yet it sounds like you got a title in there so i'm looking forward to it i have so many titles well um i i I really i'd love to um i love to write and then i i sit there and i've got all these things and um that i want to write about and uh, fictional non-fiction and fictional but yeah it, it will come and i'm not i'm not not beating myself up but that's everything in time is what I say I agree so I'll send people to your website and if you have favorite blog posts that you want to send me I'll link to those in the show notes so that folks can find them yeah so actually I I did just um yesterday or the day before I I created um a shorter version of this uh which is building your confidence and moving beyond I called it moving beyond fear um it doesn't have uh everything but um it, it has, you know, some of it. I think it's about 700 words or something because otherwise I'd be writing for days. It, people are like, oh, my God, this is, this is really long. In the future, I'll be doing uh, webinars, group webinars for this on this subject. So uh, maybe down the line, I can also send that to you. You can add it as an um, after, after fact. Absolutely. I think that sounds great. And certainly something I know that I need and would also be interested in. So thank you for that. Oh, brilliant. How can people get in touch with you if they want to connect? So if you'd like to head over to www.pragmaticacoaching.com, Practical Steps for Achieving Your Goals. That's me and I'm Rosemary. Rosemary, I love how you say Pragmatica. (laughs) Pragmatica. I'm going to 
say that all the time now. Well, people ask me, how do they come up with a name? And um, I'm a very practical and pragmatic person. I have a background in, I'm quite technical, I'm quite a closet techie. So I have a background in business analysis where you have to, you know, implementing a system, you have to go through steps. So I have got quite an analytical mind. But I'm also, as much as I'm quite, um, I don't know, probably a bit spiritual, positive thinking, creative, um, positive mindset, I'm very practical. So I take all these things and I put them into practical steps. And then, whoa, things happen. <laughs> so that's how I came up with the name. I think what's nice is that you take the woo-woo and make it practical. Factual and practical. Yes, which is delightful. Well, Rosemary, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely wonderful, Kristen. And I wish you all the best with the notable woman. I'm not sure if you can tell or not, but me and Rosemary, it's love. Wasn't that great? I loved all of those tidbits, and I can't wait to put them into practice. I hope you enjoyed what Rosemary had to share with us as well. Please check out her nifty guide. Again, check out the show notes for that link, pragmaticacoaching.com slash welcome, and I'll catch you again next week.